the thing you're afraid to say is very likely what your ideal audience needs to hear. There's a, a disconnect or a misconception that vulnerable means I have to share my deepest, darkest secrets with the world and I have to expose all of my shadows and wounds. Our dogs and cats are part of our families and it does take knowledge and skills to provide care for them when they can't be at home. You're always on. You know, that camera flips on and you, you can't escape it. You have to act like you're engaged even when you're truthfully not engaged. I'm Richard Gerhardt. And I'm Elizabeth Gerhardt. Welcome to Passage to Profit, the show that's all about entrepreneurs, small businesses, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. You just heard a few sprinkles on the parfait of our program this evening. So stay tuned. We have a lot more coming up. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Tonight we have a special guest, Sean Tyler Foley, actor, performer, author, and consultant as well. He's the author of the book, The Power of Speaking Naked. And we are certainly looking forward to hearing more about that. Yes. And we have three excellent presenters as well. Our first presenter, took her business to over a million dollars in 18 months. So we certainly want to hear about that. And she's a coach now. And our second presenter is a dog guru. So if you have dogs, you, you really want to hear this segment. And then our third presenter has something very cool. If you have to, I mean, we're going to all keep going to these, you know, Zoom type of networking things, but his platform is heads and shoulders above what's out there now. But before we get to that, it's time for IP in the news. And who do we have on the table this evening? Well, we have the United States Patent and Trademark Office, the USPTO. Of course. And what is the PTO up to these days? So the PTO has a special category of patents and they award a prize every year and it's called Patents for Humanity. And it covers various inventions that help humanity. And they have added a COVID-19 category. So if you're patent gets chosen, you get a prize from the PTO. And you can't get that prize anywhere else. That's right, because <laughs> it's a petition to make special for accelerated examination. Now, who wouldn't want one of those? I mean, really, the patent office nailed it with their marketing this time. I would want one if I was waiting on my patent. <laughs> if I had investors waiting to see if my patent went through. Why not a trip to Hawaii or a free iPad? I mean, that's so much. So because much, you can get so those much. anywhere. You cannot get an accelerated examination for free anywhere except the PTO. <laughs> that's on. right. That's exactly the point. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's shall move we? on. Okay. So why don't you talk about this one? Because you have way too many jokes for this one. Um, we have here a mustache guard, and it was patented in 1876. It looks like the uh, inventor's name is Tyler Gates. It's really like a mini COVID mask that <laughs> men put over their mustache. So this was his explanation for inventing this. One paragraph out of this one-page patent. I wrote them shorter in those days. <laughs> I sure did. Patent attorneys make more money now. but So every gentleman who wears a mustache must have experienced the great inconvenience that it causes in eating and drinking, especially in eating soups and other kinds of food of similar consistency. Right. So this keeps your mustache clean while you're eating. And, you know, my, my first question is, is, well, is it better to look at a mustache 
full of soup or is it better to look at a mustache guard full of soup right because <laughs> my response was neither <laughs> and then Richard had this wonderful idea I don't know if you guys know the restaurant per se in New York it's a Michelin rated restaurant so right and so I could just imagine sitting down for dinner and the waiter standing up behind you and putting your mustache guard on uh, as they're about to serve the shrimp cocktail so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I was saying they always stand behind me because you know at those nice restaurants they have that little tiny broom and dustpan they come and get all the crumbs <laughs> off or they use a credit card <laughs> like I eat all the bread so there's always crumbs and, so I just gotta stay and, and but you can it doesn't have to be out of cloth it can be made out of other materials too it may be made of vulcanized rubber metal or any other suitable material of proper form and size to fit over the upper lip and mustache so back in 1876 vulcanized rubber was like the thing right that was like the new material they so, didn't have plastic no, no. <laughs> Maybe somebody should refile this application. <laughs> Obviously, it never caught on because being published. Well, in how it, do you know? Well, that's true. I, how I just, do you know? I, I haven't seen too, back then. I, I watch uh, Downton Abbey all the time, and I never see a mustache guard on any of the shows. That's okay. How I well, know. well, I want to hear what everybody else thinks about these two items, or if they have another IP question. So I let's do Richard's roundtable. So it's time da, 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 for Richard's roundtable. Uh, we would like to ask our guests if you have any questions or comments about what you just heard. So, so Tyler, first of all, I think that that definitely had its application. Everybody knows that a mustache was a sign of wealth and authority back in the day. So I, I'm assuming then you must have had to keep it clean. And I want to bring the mustache back into style. So to Elizabeth's point, how do I grab that patent? How do I refile that thing? I want to know. You should, you're talking to the right people. We'll have to connect after the show. Take this to the next level. Who's next? Kenya? Well, I had to Google to see if anyone actually recreated a version of this. And someone actually did. It's called Mo the Mogard. So what they did is they took the same type of application and they made a guard to go over a cup or a bowl of soup. So it actually protects your mustache from getting soup or any kind of beverage on it. Actually, they're selling them on Amazon. <laughs> oh my god! So it's sort of the reverse idea here. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> oh, sorry, Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. I was so close. So close. <laughs> All right, Jessica, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm sticking with the mustache here. I have a lot of questions. So when it comes to patents, would you actually have to get a different patent for every different type of mustache, like the handlebar or the dolly? And there's so many types of mustache. Uh, you know, that is a great, a, a question. great question. And we get asked this question all the time, especially about mustaches. And <laughs> the fact is there's two types of patents. There's the utility patent, which covers all the different variations and a design patent, which only covers the exact version that you've got. So it, it's possible to cover all mustaches in one shot for sure. Amazing. Susan? This is a definitely um, educational because had no idea that existed, but um, <laughs> so like, and never had that problem, you know, not having had mustache, thank goodness. But the guard over the cup or bowl, I guess, would not violate the patent of the mustache. So I guess how closely related are things to stay separate? That is a really a good question. So mm -hmm. really the patent only covers the scope of the invention and the cup cover really would be outside the scope of the uh, mustache guard. Even though they do the same thing, they do it differently. So in the patent world, 
it would be two different things. Sort of like a horse and buggy in a car. But so. if you wanted to make a mustache guard today, you probably couldn't get a patent because this would be prior art. But since this patent has expired, because they expire after 20 years, you would do what's called a freedom to operate and you could sell it just without a patent. That's right. If any of our fans want to go into the mustache guard business, reach out to us. We'll get you the uh, patent number and then you can take it from there. Fenny, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I know you touched on how short it was. I'm curious if there is one reason that patents got so much longer and so much more detailed, what, is it to be more protectable or what is, what is maybe some of the driving behind that? That is also a good question and it has nothing to do with the fees that lawyers charge for <laughs> patents. In fact, it's more about protecting as many variations on an idea as you can. In the olden days, the patents were very narrow and they only covered just exactly what you see in the drawings. But over time, the courts allowed the scope of protection to expand. So for example, if I were trying to file a patent on this desk in front of us, I would cover different materials, wood, plastic, metal, and I would cover a square top, a round top, a L-shaped top, five or six legs, drawers or no drawers. I'm trying to protect the concept of the desk, whereas in the olden days, the law was such that you only protected the exact item. And therefore, the patents are longer because you have more variations. You're listening to Passage to Profit. We'll be right back after this. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearHeartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.GearHeartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I think this is probably going to be one of the hardest shows that we've ever done. Why? Because our guest tonight, Sean Tyler Foley, has written a book called <laughs> The Power to Speak Naked. And I just cannot resist making so many jokes that I go overboard. So I'm going to have to really- whether you're cold or naked I or anything gonna... <laughs> <laughs> So our guest tonight, in addition to speaking naked, Sean Tyler Foley takes multitasking to a whole new level. He's an actor and a performer, and he's appeared in all sorts of different productions from TV series like True Calling to movies like Valentine, Freddy, like Freddy versus Freddy Jason, versus Jason <laughs> you <go>. Carrie. <laughs> but he does all of this also while running a consulting business for health, safety, environmental uh, regulations. Man of many hats. So my, my first question is, well, first of all, Tyler, welcome to the show, but how does all of this relate? to nakedness it doesn't <laughs> so the book came about as a the title anyways as kind of a jest at the idea that if you want to be comfortable and get over stage fright 
that you picture your audience naked. And I think it is the absolute worst bit of advice. And I assure you, I am picturing you clothed right now. Thank God. Uh, Especially (laughs) since you've got the really good yachting look going. I'm enjoying this look. So I'm imagining you and I doing this interview on a yacht and enjoying it uh, a lot. But But with our clothes on. With our clothes on, yeah. Yeah. Possible bathing suit, but beyond that, that's about it. And so the book was really designed so that people could have the power to speak their raw naked truth. And so it's a a multi-level title, really. A little bit of fun jest at the picturing your audience naked. And it it actually came from a rant that I had when we were building the book and coming up with the title. Somebody had said, well, you know, what about the, you know, picturing your audience naked? And I went on this massive diatribe about how it was the worst advice. It was totally wrong that you were trying to find comfort out of other people's discomfort. And what I really wanted to do was give to people the power that they could go up and if they wanted to, they could speak naked on stage. And as soon as I said it, everybody was like, ah, power to speak naked, there you go. And I went, yes, that's the title. And so on the upper level of it, it is empowering you to strip yourself down and be raw and vulnerable and tell your story in a powerful way. Uh, I also firmly believe that things like PowerPoints and prompts are just uh, uh, gimmicks. And I want you to be able to tell your story without that, to just be able to go up and be you. And then let's have a little fun if you wanted to. And could you actually go and give it the full Monty? So, (laughs) Well, as an expert on nakedness, can you tell us the difference between nakedness and nudity? Absolutely. That's a great question, Richard. (laughs) Naked is stripped down. Nudity is uh, against the law. So (laughs) either that or you need to have a a lot of permits in place. So I actually did get challenged once giving this talk. And I had a a heckler in the audience. He's like, hey, naked boy, take off your clothes if you're so good at it. funny funny and he wouldn't let it go and so i turned around i'm like look the amount of money it would cost you to see me naked is astronomical (laughs) (laughs) but if you're willing to pay and he kind of looked at me like what and i'm like look i'm a man who believes in charity and anytime i uh, arrange a speaking gig particularly if it's one that i'm putting on like if i'm doing my own seminars What we do is we always book two dates for insurance in case something happens where you can't get to the venue for that one time, then it's not a big scramble to try and get it at another time. We just push it out a week or two. So I had the venue already booked and I said to him, look, I've got this room next week. So if you guys want, I will go and I will get all the permits because it's going to have to be an adults only show. And there's a lot of, (laughs) I will have my team do it. If everybody here is willing to pay four times what they paid for this ticket to come next week, and we will put all of the profits towards the local food bank. And everybody in the audience was like, yeah, we'll do that. And I'm like, all right, we're selling the tickets now. (laughs) You guys walk out the door and you give my assistant money and we will book it. We will come back. We'll issue the ticket right now. And I will come and I will give my 45 minute presentation completely naked. And We did, and we raised a really good amount of money for the food bank, and that was that was great. And the best part, the dude didn't even show up. <laughs> well, I hope you had 
the heat up in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure it was already up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the heat, heat was high that day. But no, the funny part about that is, I, honestly, Elizabeth, I did crank the heat up a little bit because when I do do my performances because of the lights, I tend to chill it down. Um, I, you know, I'm Canadian, so I do it in Celsius. So I keep it about 18 and normally it's 20. So 18, 17, just for me, for my own comfort. But that day I was, I told the crew, I'm like, no, 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 no. We bring it up. I don't care if the audience is sweating. I need some heat. Let's do this. So would you ever do that again? Oh yeah. In a heartbeat. <laughs> okay, we should listeners, do a passage you see us on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll call Tyler now, and tell and you know, me want to make a show. <laughs> Tyler, I, I, I never give people advice on this show, but I would say that maybe you should start thinking about a sequel to your book, The Power to Speak Half Naked, because <laughs> people are on Zoom and you never know what they're not wearing under, underneath, right? And That's I right. think, you know, that could be a bestseller. So I'm on board. Thank you for the advice. <laughs> I, I will make sure the royalties come your way. <laughs> oh, no, they should go to charity. <laughs> I've never heard of somebody using nakedness to help charity before. That's amazing. That is out of the box thinking, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, that is creative. That is buck naked, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, what that is, is that's the power to speak naked. <laughs> so, Kenya, I know you got to say something here, Kenya. Yeah. So, curiously enough, how do you handle like a tough crowd? Honestly, Kenya, it years of practice and having a thick skin. It, it helped that I grew up in theater. So from the time I was six, I was in theater. I was doing theater sports when I was about 12 years old, uh, working on improv. And I mean, I've had some disastrous bombs and you just, you get over it. But I know one of the things that I learned was to A, not take myself seriously. And in theater sports, we usually do a thing called yes and. So if somebody throws out anything any kind of suggestion when you're when you're playing around with theater sports or even when you're workshopping in a theater itself no idea is a bad idea so when somebody says something that's absolutely ridiculous my brain has been trained after 35 years to embrace the stupidity of it and run <laughs> so when, when i have somebody be like, there hey, do this thing i'm like okay and then my mind is instantly thinking to itself how do you actually make that happen and that, that, honestly, when this guy was heckling me, that was all I could think of. And so, and I've, I've had other scenarios where people are like, they pick on you for a thing or, or they're just not on your side. And the easiest way to disarm that is to uh, acknowledge it, right? Just be like, yeah, no, look, I shouldn't have done two callers today. You know, if I'd have known it was Ascot Day, I would have worn my finest. And then we would have <laughs> just gone from there. So um, Tyler, unfortunately, we have to take a break here, but we'll be right back with more Passage to Profit and uh, Tyler Foley and the whole naked truth. Stay tuned. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protecting 
protection. Licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We're moving on to Power Move. So, Coach Kenya, what do you have for us this evening? We're going to talk about music mogul Jay-Z. So he started title streaming years and years ago. He built it from the ground up, but he just sold it for over $350 million to Square, which is a financial services company. And I was kind of digging a little deeper to find out like why he would think of selling it. I'm not sure if it was doing great, but Dorsey, who owns Square, said that he wanted to pick it up. He saw potential in the platform to use it to help other artists make money. So that was the reason behind the sale. So we'll be interesting to see what happens with the wholesale and what happens with the platform. But I just thought that was interesting. And he just made a whole lot of money really quick. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. yeah. But he, he had to develop the product for a long time. But good for him that, you know, he got somebody interested in buying. It. I mean, that's what I want to do eventually with yeah, my I'm, company. 350 right? million wouldn't change our lifestyle, but I'm glad that you <laughs> feeling good about it you could buy another yacht <laughs> no but well good for jay-z i mean i guess if you're passionate about doing something and you just keep working at it it can really pay off right right for and sure well, and, and i don't and title wasn't that old it actually i i think he's only had it i want to say it might be i don't think it's any more than 10 years old so it's less than 10 years old so he actually built it up pretty quickly and i just thought it was interesting to see that a financial company would buy it. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the whole thing. No, that's great. And what makes the platform special? I mean, why did they spend a lot of money for this as opposed to other platforms? Well, I mean, I, streaming is big business right now in music. I mean, it, everything has changed in the music industry with all the labels, the artist relations. I mean, they're getting a full on deal. So they're not just getting a platform. They're getting all those artist relations. They're getting artist deals that are coming along with it. So it, it's a very intricate deal where they're getting a lot of bang for their buck. So there's a lot of ownership there for them Great. if they're looking to crack into the streaming space, which looks like they definitely are. Yeah, I mean, 350 million, if you have good artists and you have good reach and you have good technology, seems like you know a reasonable price, all things considered. So. For sure. So thank you for that, Kenya. Elizabeth, it's time for Fireside. Fireside is my startup. And one of our presenters today, Benny Pakala, did a video with me for Fireside. It's a video directory of small businesses and I interview people eventually I'll, well, we have some ideas. I'm not going to go into it about how to get the videos without having me interview every single small have- business in the country, but I have a website and a YouTube channel and I just got some money. So I am going to get a, yeah, I know redo my website. So I have the design down. I don't need a designer. I'm just going to find like one of these super tech people that loves to do websites. And the goal is to have like a 10 to 20 second pullout of everybody's video where they talk about what makes them the best at what they do. And then people can have a link to the rest of the video, but everything's going to be transcribed for SEO purposes. There's a lot of marketing that's going to go into this because I do the marketing for Gearheart Law. So I'm constantly researching marketing stuff. So there you go. Sounds great. We can hardly wait till the full launch. Well, now I get to, and I should probably ask Jessica how she did this. Maybe (laughs) I get to introduce Jessica Glazer. Do you find a lot of people wanting to partner with you? (laughs) (laughs) Jessica has her website, Jess Glazer, J-E-S-S-G-L-A-Z-E-R 
jessjessup.com. And she is a business consultant and she is going to talk about what she does. Hi, Jess. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm the CEO and founder of the Digital Business Evolution, which is newly registered and trademarked, which is really exciting. We're a business consulting firm is really what we are. So I'm a business coach. I help people build online businesses, anything from membership sites to courses, low ticket products, high ticket products, and everything in between. Uh, the way that I got my start was completely by accident. I actually went to school for my doctorate of physical therapy. I taught elementary school phys ed for eight years. I have been a celebrity personal trainer for 17 years, and I sort of just stumbled into the business world. I had a cute side hustle, as I like to call it, when I was working as a teacher. I also was putting things out online, building up my online presence as a personal trainer. And that business grew to multiple six figures pretty quickly. So a lot of my trainer friends were asking me, you know, how did you do it? Can you help me? And so the teacher and me just started helping some friends. I wasn't charging them, just helping them. And very quickly, they were getting really great results. And so I decided to sort of pivot into business coaching. And from the moment I decided to pivot into business coaching uh, under two years, we did multiple seven figures. And actually last year during the pandemic, seven of our clients went from zero to millionaires themselves, which is really, really exciting. Okay, I'm calling you after the show. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. So yeah. do you have a secret sauce, like special pills you give these people, or how do you do it? <laughs> Something like that. We're, we help people extract what they already know and bring it out into the marketplace. So it's really five different steps of extracting what you already know, identifying who it is you help and how you help them understanding how to message appropriately and really call that client in. We're very much into attraction-based marketing. So all of our marketing is organic. At that point, we teach them how to generate content that's going to speak directly to the client, generate courses and programs, and then generate a bigger income or impact, I should say, which is going to lead to a bigger income. And you figured this out in like 18 months. Wow. That's, you know, uh, that's amazing. So I don't think so. I, I think it's, I'm 37. So I think it's been like a 37 year journey. Right. I definitely was struggling behind the scenes with entrepreneurship for probably six or seven years before I started to see some things come to light. Again, I allude to having this cute side hustle where the first PDF that I sold, I sold an ebook in 2013. The night that I launched it, I think I sold 13 of them and four were probably my mom. And, and I thought it was like <laughs> the best thing in the world. Um, so it's definitely been six, seven, eight years of making a lot of mistakes, investing in a lot of mentors and coaches and trying different, different ways, different modalities of being an online presence and being an online brand. So it seems it's, it's a sexy story, but it's, <laughs> it was much longer. <laughs> it seems to me though, like one thing that you're doing right is you're up on all the latest trends because I constantly researching marketing online and in 2021 personalization is key and getting the right content. And Kenya can definitely speak to this, getting the right content. There's so much content out there. It's more saturated than ever, but I don't believe that that's necessarily competitive. Um, I also think it's the beginning of the coaching industry. It's been around for about 10, 15 years. It's not new, but in the capacity that it is now where the general population is so aware of it, it is definitely growing rapidly. It's also, it's not regulated yet. It will be an industry that is regulated. I don't know when, probably when unfortunately something terrible happens, that's probably when they'll kind of put their foot down. But at this moment right now, so many people can just start a business and can become a coach and can pivot onto the digital space, which we saw last year is so many businesses. It's a really great opportunity right now for us to just be able to help and teach and share what we know. So Jessica, we have a lot of entrepreneurs, would-be entrepreneurs in our audience. So what kind of advice could you give to them if they're thinking about starting out? It's all the cliche stuff that you already hear, but just starting is honestly the, is the number one thing. So 
Interestingly, in the journey I told you about before, there was also a small stint in fashion school, which I didn't touch on. And that actually came because I used to make my own clothing and accessories. And people would ask me, you know, where did you buy that? Oh, I make it. Oh, you should sell it. No, no, that's not for me. You know, I'm not from a family of entrepreneurs. And so one day I had decided to try to sell some of the purses that I had made, but I didn't have stock. I just had the two or three that I made for myself that I wore. And so I put them out on a table at the gym that I was working at at the time. And I ended up selling $5,000 worth of orders. I had no product, $5,000 worth of orders, right? So this was the concept. This was in 2008. This was the first time I saw, oh, wow, I put an idea out people paid me for it. And now I get to go create it. And so that's actually the exact methodology that we teach. None of our clients actually build anything. They don't build a course or a program until they make sales because you want that proof that people want what you have. Right. And you want to make sure that the client is actually helping you navigate the direction and the speed. So you have a general idea of what it is that you're going to do and how you're going to help them, but you let the client feedback really navigate that. And so to the person out there who is stuck or afraid to start or wanting to do it, truly the best thing that you could do is just start, tell people, tell people what you do and tell people how you can help them share your story of transformation, whether it was weight loss or building a business or getting a patent, it doesn't matter what it is. Once you start to share your story, people will tell you exactly what they want and exactly what they're interested in. Jessica, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Probably best to find me on Instagram, actually at jess.glazer. And then our new website over at digitalbusinessevolution.com. So listeners, you are listening to Passage to Profit, The Inventor's Show on WOR 710, The Voice of New York, with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart, our special guest, Sean Tyler Foley. And we will be right back. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, The Inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years. Hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventing a toz.com inventing a to z.com email me lisa at inventing a to z.com treat yourself to a day chock full of networking education music shopping and fun go to my website inventing a toz.com now back to passage to profit once again richard and elizabeth gearhart wow what a show i mean we just got into some really deep stuff And if you missed it, don't worry. It's on our podcast tomorrow on all the major podcasting platforms on our YouTube channel and more great people coming up. So now we have Susan Briggs with the doggurus.com. If you own a dog or supplies to dogs, you want to know Susan. So welcome, Susan. Hi, it's good to be here. Thank you. That's my best dog voice. (laughs) Yes, that's a good one, though. Um, (laughs) That was tactfully handled. Thank you. (laughs) So why don't you tell us exactly what you do? Yeah, it's kind of been an interesting journey, actually. Um, It's one thing I do love about entrepreneurship. I have come from a business background. I have a master's in accounting and have become a very small niche dog expert in off-leash dog play and reading canine body language. And so it's really interesting how a business, the dog gurus, has evolved from a 
value of keeping dogs safe and being an advocate for that. And now the Doggers is truly a full service business coaching program that we do help people who want to be in the pet business, launch one, grow one, profit. And at the same time, one of our beliefs is that providing high quality pet care and making money are not mutually exclusive, um, which is something in our field that um, a lot of times people get into this business because they love dogs and want to care for dogs. And then, oh my gosh, now I'm running a business. Right. So what are some of the things that distinguish a good dog caregiver from a not so good dog caregiver? Yeah, there's two real key things and it's a totally unregulated industry, which people do not understand. They feel like if you have the business, you're certified and licensed to do that. And really the care quality is very dependent on how well staff are trained to understand and know, especially in dogs in off-leash environment, to understand if the dog's comfortable or not and having fun. We feel like the dog should enjoy the environment and not just tolerate it. And it's knowing about the health and wellness and when a dog or cat or any animal is well or when they need help. And so it is that training that's done to the staff and also the pets that are admitted into the service of the business. And those are the really two key things and probably the hardest for a pet parent to determine and know whether it's safe or not. So it, it is a challenge. So for example, our son is getting married next week and they have two dogs. Uh, they live in an apartment, but they're going to put them in a kennel during the ceremony and their honeymoon after. And he and I actually went to a dog shelter to like do a trial run to make That's sure awesome. that the dogs were going to, yeah. you know, feel happy and comfortable in there and came back the next day and picked them up. And so the dogs seemed happy. So presumably these people were using the right process, right? Yeah, I would say there's a lot of good things there is that you did see that the dogs enjoyed it and the fact that they valued doing the trial run. A really good pet provider will recommend that if it's a new client that they've never seen. And especially a lot of the pets coming out of COVID that have been home and in families, we actually have a lot of our business owners that are requiring kind of a readiness check. Is your dog ready to come back to daycare? Are they ready to come back to lodging? Let's do some test runs so the dog can do it at their pace. So Kenya, you have a dog. I do have a dog and my dog just had surgery um, about two weeks ago. So he's walking around with like this little cone on his head. But I have to tell you, he was a very different dog after he came out of anesthesia. And, you know, I've been so fortunate to be home, to be with him, to kind of monitor him because I feel like I have another kid what what advice would you give to pet owners, as particularly in this time who've kind of been home all day with their pets? Like, what are some things to look for in terms of like, maybe them not being in a good space, maybe them not showing signs of wellness? Like, what would be some tips and tricks we could look for? Yeah, I think especially as you start um, going out with your pets more, um, Dogs are communicating to us all the time. There's what we call um, stress signals. Um, so when dogs are uncomfortable, one of the first things you, you may see is a closed mouth, um, lip licking, yawning. All of those are signals that they're getting uncomfortable. You know, the body language overall is usually, you know, loose and curvy. When they start, you know, stiffening up, lowering themselves, um, ears back, those are all signs that they're uncomfortable. And so as a pet care professional, 
in professional pet care, we have staff training to teach that to the people that watch the dogs so that they're able to get to those yellow signals. And what we teach is to get back to green. We want to get back to the happy, healthy, comfortable body language. And so we have to go at the dog's pace. When you start to see it, if they're all happy, and then you start to see signals that they're not, it's time to give them more distance or to go back home. And what we really want is as people start to go back to work, do it slowly, leave, you know, maybe you just leave the house and the dog for 10 minutes and then come back. Um, and you can put up a camera and you can see their response to being gone for short times and just to ease them back. It must take for a professional dog care person, it must take a lot of experience to really be able to see an animal that you're not that familiar with mm -hmm. go into that yellow zone, as you mentioned, where you know, they're sending danger signals and the dog's unhappy. I mean, how does somebody learn that so quickly? We have a program, Knowing Dogs, we've created that has been in the industry for over 10 years and successfully does teach providers how to recognize the body language and the communications from the dogs. And so it is seeking that out. And then you learn. One thing I love about being in the pet industry is you never stop learning. You know, through COVID, our dogs are still teaching us new things. There's always something to learn about dog behavior, which is one thing that just keeps it interesting and keeps our content just growing by leaps and bounds, which is a wonderful challenge to have. I did have one last question. Do you give them certifications so people know that they've gone through your programs? Um, we do certificates of completions for all of our programs. And as a dog gurus, we're very much supporters of the certifying bodies in professional pet care. So all of our training programs have been submitted to the Certification Council for Professional Dog Trainers, the Professional Animal Care Certification Council, so that people can either prepare for those exams or get CEUs for their ongoing education, because we definitely believe in certification and that this is a professional career and not just a hobby, because these are family members. Our dogs and cats are part of our families and it does take knowledge and um, skills to provide care for them when they can't be at home. You see all these nasty scenes about mistreated animals on TV. Yeah. And as a pet owner, you have to be concerned that it's a safe place to take your animal. So yeah. I think the certifications are great. Absolutely. Susan, where can people find you, find out about your programs if they want to get into the pet business? Yeah, you can find us at the doggurus.com. You're listening to Passage Profit, of course, and we'll be right back. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at gearheartlaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web 
web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. How did we ever get here? I just sometimes have to wonder. <laughs> it's, Kenya's <laughs> it's Kenya's fault. It's Kenya's fault. With our special guest, Sean Tyler Foley. And now we have our third presenter. Benny Pakala. I met Benny and talked to him super impressed with what he's been able to do in the digital space during the time of COVID. So Benny, tell us all about it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's so awesome to be here. So yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Benny Pakala. Before I kind of tell you everything we're doing, I'll kind of ask you a few questions about how you're meeting people online. Um, has anybody here been in a situation where there's 40 people with camera on and you're snaking around a room? Or maybe a situation where you're in a conversation with somebody that you don't want to be in, but hey, you've got five minutes to kill, so you might as well talk about something. Or, or maybe a situation where you don't really know how to find somebody's email, so you put your email somewhere, and then you find yourself afterwards scrolling through a Word document just to get somebody's email address and LinkedIn link. Truth of the matter is, if, if you have tried meeting people online, you might have come into some of these situations where Essentially, we're using Zoom, which is an incredible tool to meet people, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do. So what we're doing at, at my company at Virtually United is we've built our own virtual event platform that gives people the, the freedom to kind of be in the driver's seat with their networking experience by focusing on small group conversations and tools that people can use to make personalized connections and to build bridges. How does that work? So if you imagine how you'd interact in person, right? So if we were all in person together, we'd probably be here at a table or something like that. What happens if somebody walks, steps into the room that we know that we've been looking to talk to? What would you do in real, in real life? Go up to them and shake their hand and say, oh, I've been wanting to talk to you. So you'd either approach them or you might welcome them into your conversation, right? So you might say, hey, come on over here. We're having a great conversation. That's kind of how the platform works. So we've got these small conversations, small group conversations that people form dynamically. And then as you interact, you can choose. You can see people in the crowd and say, oh, hey, I want to go find Elizabeth. I've been meaning to catch up with her. And I can go say, hey, everybody, I'm going to jump out and I can go join that conversation. On the flip side, maybe maybe you see Benny and you're like, man, I just talked to that Benny person last week and he doesn't shut up. Um, and you can avoid me, <laughs> right? And you can avoid me and choose a new conversation. All right, so that's really the core component of it. To ask one more question, have you guys ever felt like like Zoom fatigue? Felt like like five or six hours camera on? Yep. Yeah. Anybody have any ideas as to why, as to why you're feeling that way, why it is so draining? Oh, I have a pretty good idea, Benny, if you want me to jump in. Hit it. There's actually a study that people, because they're constantly drawn to their own image, that they're tired of looking at themselves. It's not a natural thing for us to see our face constantly. It's one of the larger contributors to Zoom fatigue right now is people seeing their own image. So I am looking at myself a lot on this because I want to see how other people are seeing how my resting face looks. And I don't want to look like I'm mad or, you know, something. Yeah. So always trying to keep your face looking good on screen is hard. And you have to look at yourself to do that. And I am pretty sick of looking at myself. It's just not natural. Like sometimes there's a lag. And right now, everybody's been looking at each other for the last hour, the whole time. So if you wanted to like stretch or yawn or change your shirt or whatever, you can't do it, right? Because you got all these people looking at you. You guys touched on a lot of really good ones, right? The technology of it, the way that we're all familiar with these tools. Because Tyler, it's really interesting, actually. We've gotten a lot of feedback that people, because we originally didn't 
You know, we try to not show people like, where am I? Where am I? I don't even know if I'm here. And, and some people really like that, right? But I, I know the biggest thing that we believe in, Elizabeth, you touched it on the end there, is that you're always on. You know, that camera flips on and you, you can't escape it. You have, to, you have to act like you're engaged even when you're truthfully not engaged. And it kind of blurs out what would otherwise be kind of like peaks and valleys. And it kind of blurs it into this one like, always on smiling kind of experience. And that's probably the biggest thing that, that is just refreshing about our platform is that people don't feel that way, right? When you're in control of, hey, you know, like let's have a conversation, let's have a one-on-one, -on -one. what's up? Oh, hey, somebody else just joined the conversation and you guys are introducing yourselves. So I'm, I'm gonna duck out, you know, I'll be, I'll be back later. You have a product for people that don't wanna have to smile. I think that's, I think that's a real winner. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, so Kenya, what do you think about this? Yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around like how it all works. So there is there like, what is the experience like you, you get on your platform and there's no video, it's just audio. Like what's the feel for it? So you walk in and you're kind of in like the lobby, right? And everybody else is in conversations. So you'd see the other conversations. You see everybody that's in them. You could even click their profiles and say, oh, this is their LinkedIn. This is what they do. Whole time, you're just in the lobby. Nobody's seeing you, not, nothing's going on. Then when you do join, you actually get the chance to kind of like ease your way in. So you get to come in as a spectator um, and kind of listen and see if it's the right moment. See if like you're not catching them talking about something private. And then you join and you pop in camera on and video on. Kind of like Clubhouse, how you'd kind of like be a listener and then you'd be brought up to speak. I was gonna say, it sounds a lot like Clubhouse, but with video. Yes, that the movement between rooms is a lot like that. And we kind of call it like drop in video for those conversations, because it really is the ability to kind of say, hey, you know, where do I want to spend my time being engaged? And, and you get to drop right into that. Yeah. So is, is the app live right now, Benny? Absolutely. You know, it's really awesome. We launched in December and we've done a really good job of, you know, listening to what our customers and what everybody's wanted. We're on our third version now. We just launched our third version with a bunch of new features. And it's exciting. We're mostly hosting cocktail parties, actually, which is a ton <laughs> of fun. Um, really keeps me going, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Cocktail parties, coffee hours, kind of like any open format social event is really perfect for the platform. We've also found people getting creative with it, which is exciting. So we just had a job fair last month. You know, we're doing like some team engagements. People are trying it out for interviews and group training workshops. So really the sky's the limit, but we think that specifically that cocktail party where you wanna just be able to say, hey, like, let's just have some fun. If I wanna move around and work the room, so be it. If I wanna stick around with my best friend the whole time, so be it. That's really where it stands apart as my favorite way to use the platform. This is an app. Is it iPhone or desktop? How do you get the technology up and running? That's a good question. It is a browser-based web app. So it is only available on computers and laptops. Some people do network on their phones. So be it. We think the computer is the best place to network where you can really be focused. But yeah, and so it's all browser-based. You don't even need to do a download. You just navigate to the site when it's time you know, set up your camera and mic and, and you're good to go. We wanted to make it really easy for people. Tyler, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I think it's a great platform and well needed. All, I could think of all the number of times, uh, particularly with me, because networking is obviously a very large part of my job uh, and teaching people to network effectively. So I know a huge segment of people who are looking to get back into it. I mean, I even think of the BNI guys, they can't meet in person right now. And this would be an excellent platform for them. 
So no, really good job, Benny. I'm excited to see it and test it out myself. Yeah, it's, it's less awkward than the other stuff that's out there. I think that's its real value for people. Anything that's yeah. simple and involves cocktails, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we do have to wrap up the okay. segment. Well, thank you, Benny. So what is the name of your platform and where can people find it? It's Virtual United is what we're called. And if people want to get in touch with me um, or, or learn more about it, it's virtualunited.events is our URL. So not a .com, it's a .events. Getting fancy with it. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Well, it's been great having you and I'm excited to try your platform for sure. And I know from talking to you, one thing that we didn't touch on, but you have excellent tech support. So you have tech support there while people are using it, right? Always. And it's yeah. me. It's me. Um, we're, we're, I've got a team too. I've got a team too to help me out when I can't always be there. But yes, always have live support on deck because we really do believe in that. So listeners, you are listening to Passage to Profit, The Inventor Show with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart, our special guest, Sean Tyler Foley. And if you missed anything and you're just tuning in, don't worry. Podcast comes out tomorrow. We also have a YouTube channel if you want to see what everybody looks like. And I, and I'm just going to say this. I know I say it every week, but we get the best looking people on this show. <laughs> so, look at our YouTube channel and um, we'll be right back. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. It has been an absolutely marvelous program. Excellent. Part of what made it so great, Sean Tyler Foley, his friends call him Tyler, and he has a book. The Power to Speak Naked. Tyler is a keynote speaker. He's an author. He's a motivational coach. I, I, he just wears a lot of hats. He also runs a health and safety company. But you can find out all about him at SeanTylerFoley.com. So that's S-E-A-N, the normal way to spell Sean. Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R-F-O-L-E-Y.com. If you want to hear how he came to do a presentation completely naked in front of a huge audience, you have to listen to the show. So you have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, and then we had Jess Glazer, a business consultant coach, and she just skyrockets her clients That's uh, financially. Yeah, like, I, I yeah. know. It and, just takes them to the next level. So. And so you can find her at JessGlazer.com, J-E-S-S-G-L-A-Z-E-R.com. I, I was dying to ask her if part of her program was to make her business class clients do push-ups since she has a background in personal training. <laughs> we'll get you in shape all sorts of ways you never even thought yes. of. <laughs> and then we had Susan Briggs with the doggurus.com. So she trains the trainers and the people that 
run the places where you take your dogs when you're going on vacation and everything and she certifies them so she helps with keeping dogs safe when they can't be and we never got to them. ask her the question who trained her to train the trainers <laughs> yes. wow. so you can find her at the doggurus.com and you know if you want to find out if the place you want to take your dog when you're on vacation is a good one then it's you can find out benny Pacala presented virtual united and that's virtual united dot events and he's been doing a lot of virtual cocktail parties he's using it a lot of different ways Benny and it's a great the jets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was coming <laughs> yeah. so kenya gibson is our iheart media maven and if you want to be on the radio or you want to do advertising or even digital marketing you can get in touch with kenya it's kenya gibson with the p at iheartmedia.com that's our email and yes, Gearheart Law, sponsor of Passage Profit, has been using iHeart Digital Media for a long time, and they are the secret sauce of our success. So we really want to extend our thanks to their team. They do a great job. So Tyler, before we sign off, any parting thoughts? And also, we wanted to mention, too, about your consulting and your performance program. Oh, absolutely. We have uh, multiple different offerings for clients who are trying to get over the fear of public speaking. Anybody who wants to learn more about presentation, kind of be able to be comfortable coming on and firing from the hip and telling your story in a more powerful way. So anybody who needs information on that obviously can go to seantylerfoley.com and all of your listeners today, if they do go to the website, we do have a link up at the top called The Method. It's a free download for anybody who's interested. It's five insider secrets that I have put together from 35 years of public speaking and presenting so that they can very rapidly get over the fear of public speaking and start to tell their story in a very passionate way and uh, do some networking better so that when they're hopping on to one of Benny's events, or if they are blowing up because they've hired Jess and gotten some good help, they'll be able to tell their story in a powerful and effective way, draw clients to themselves, and be able to network more effectively and efficiently. That sounds great. Kenya, do you have any final words for our audience? I do. This show was filled with a lot of purpose and power. So I, I was really excited to be a part of the conversation I love what everyone had to contribute. I mean, there's power in being naked, obviously, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that, you know, there's opportunities with Jess to build your business, like literally super, super quick. And the platform of New Age Marketing with Benny and Susan, I love what you're doing um, by effectively training people to communicate with animals. So I think that that's just awesome what everyone's contributing to. Thank you so much, Kenya. Always a pleasure to have you with us. She's always so well-spoken. She she is. I learn a lot from her. But we do have to sign off now. We'd like to thank everybody for listening. We'll be back with another Passage to Profit next week. And in the meantime, we'd also like to thank the whole Passage to Profit and iHeart team. We'd like to thank our producer, Noah Fleischman, our program coordinator, Alicia Morrissey, our video editor, Angela Wolf. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt signing off for iHeart Radio, WOR 710, the voice of New York. 